Avalanche fans, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening. Thank you for joining the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto at rockauto.com. So, so much to get to just across the board. Man, what a weekend of NHL playoff hockey. We say it every year. I don't want to say at this time because it's never at this time, but when there is NHL playoff hockey going on, it is year in, year out, the most exciting postseason in sports, bar none. Um, And this, this weekend pretty much told you why. So we're going to get into a lot of different things. I'm sure some people are not too happy about the Avalanche losing, but uh, maybe you win by losing, and I'm not talking about the matchup. We'll get into all of that. First things first, follow the show on social media outlets, Twitter, LOPN underscore Avalanche. Follow on Instagram, search for Lockdown Avalanche, and send anything that's on your mind, comments, questions, concerns, opinions, through email at LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. I am back from vacation, so we will be back to five days a week. Um, and and my second day back from vacation, something happened to me for the first time in my 39 years on this planet Earth, and I got stung by a bee today. Um, so two things. Yeah, it hurts, and I didn't know bees could go underground, and that's where it got me. I was mowing my backyard and there was a hole there. I just thought it was maybe like a mole hole or something or a chipmunk hole. Um, Went right over it and yeah, bees came out. I was later told that they were wasps, uh, but only one got me. And um, yeah, man, that sucker hurt. So, but I will truck through. I am not going to let a little bee sting bother me. But if you've ever been stung by a bee, which literally first time in my life I've ever been stung by a bee. Yeah, it hurts. hurts a little bit. So um, we will truck on. All right. So what is going on in the playoffs? Right now, we're just going to cover everything as a whole. Of course, we're going to get into the avalanche stuff. But man, if you like hockey, are were you not just in love with everything that happened this weekend? Even go like now that the, the literally maybe... Not even three minutes before I started recording this episode, the final game came to its conclusion, and that was the Columbus Blue Jackets uh, defeating the Toronto Maple Leafs to send them, well, home, which is where they are. Uh, but still, what, like, unbelievable that series was. If you haven't seen that Maple Leafs final three minutes and 30-some seconds... In the previous game, in Game Four, uh, just go back and watch that. That is just incredible, incredible playoff hockey uh, for them to come down three nothing and score four goals in those final three minutes plus uh, plus overtime um, was just insane, insane to watch it. So, and and I can you know 
if you want to go listen to Locked On Maple Leafs to go listen to what they had to say about it, I urge you to do that as well. They might have a different tale for tomorrow's show based on now that they have been eliminated, but they they have a story to tell at least. Um, the other thing is both number one seeds are now number four seeds, and we have been saying over and over again we are going to see some crazy things, and we have seen that in multiple areas. Not only are both number one seeds, and I the, the Boston Bruins probably would have been number one had the season played out in full. They were far enough ahead where I don't think they were going to lose that lead. St. Louis, we know Avalanche were on their heels. Could have came down to that last game between the two. Who knows how that would have ended. But nonetheless, St. Louis was number one. And both of those teams did not win a game. They didn't win a game in the round robin. And say what you want, but that will carry over. I, I, you know, Boston is going to be playing Carolina, and I think St. Louis is playing Vancouver, I believe. Um, yeah, I think it's Vancouver. And yeah, they're professionals, and hopefully they can regroup and, and move on. Uh, but that speaks volumes and if you want to talk to the fan base or you know they'll just say oh it's just round robin it doesn't really mean anything maybe it doesn't mean anything because you're you know you weren't going to be eliminated from the playoffs but for a psyche standpoint that's not how you want to start especially if you're the team that has a target on your back already and for the avalanche it was no harm no foul they came in as the number two they had a chance to be at number one and they were within an overtime of, of doing that and they look really good, even though they lost that last game to Vegas. You can't say the same thing for Boston and St. Louis. You can't say that right now. And that layoff might have hurt teams like that. So we'll see what's going to happen with them. In addition to that, we had both number five teams, the, the supposed best teams of the, the play-in round, both go down to what were supposed to be the worst teams of the playing round in Montreal Canadiens and Chicago Blackhawks, the 12 seeds taking out the five seeds in pretty convincing fashion, especially on the Chicago side. And that is leading everybody to say, oh, well, you know, it's a good thing that Colorado lost because they don't have to face Chicago. Why is everybody afraid of Chicago now? They played a, a, a good series against a good team, but a team that struggles defensively. And Chicago's a young, energetic team. So is Edmonton. Uh, but Edmonton does not rely on their defense. Edmonton relies on their offense. And if you can shut them down, easier said than done, you have a chance. And that's what Chicago did. Now, Chicago will, will struggle going up against a team Either team, whether it was Vegas or Colorado, they'll struggle against those teams because both those teams play defense. But I, I just am, am mystified at this. All of a sudden, Chicago is is the team to beat now, or you know, to, you don't want to face them. It doesn't make any sense to me. Are they playing well? Sure, they're playing well. But it seems like everybody's afraid of them now, and I wouldn't go that far. I mean, you should be afraid of any team because this is parody. This is the NHL. And the NHL has the best parity in any sport, bar none. But all of this, let's avoid... I mean, we're treating the Blackhawks like they're... They are the number one seed. 
and that's just not the case. So, uh, so th- that just another couple things that just blow you away. And now this leads to, and we will find this out today, who the number one pick is in terms of the team. We know who the number one pick is going to be in terms of the player in Alex Lafreniere. But where is he going? And it's just amazing to look at the teams that that, that could land the number one pick. You have the teams that we just mentioned. Uh, well, we didn't mention Pittsburgh. They were the other number five team to go down. So you have Pittsburgh available to get it. Edmonton. Toronto. The New York Rangers. Nashville Predators. And Minnesota Wild. Uh, I mean, for our division, that would suck. <laughs> but, you know, he is... he. I, you've never seen a prospect so well set up to compete and come out of the gates flying like Alex Afrenier is going to be. He is set up pretty much for life. As long as he doesn't screw it up, which... All signs point to him not doing that. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be Connor McDavid level, but he, he he's going to be something special. And he is jumping out of the gate with a pretty much a playoff team. And let the conspiracy theories start flying because both number five teams, I, I jokingly, I was saying, oh, my God, if Edmonton lands the number one pick and they grab him, the NHL might as well just hang it up for the next 10 years because Edmonton's probably going to win eight of them. Um, man, it, it's going to be scary. It's going to be scary wherever he goes. Even if, even you know, And I mentioned places like Toronto and New York Rangers. Even though those teams would have been on the outside looking in uh, for the playoffs if, they had, if, if the way that the, the league finished with, you know, there could have been anything that happened within the last couple weeks of the season. But the way that they were scheduled or, or seeded, they would have been on that side looking at it. They're big market teams, and they're teams on the rise, especially the Rangers. Are a team that's on the rise. They have a lot of good prospects. They're young. You get a guy like him, like Lafreniere, uh, you know, you, you are bumping yourself up through the ranks quickly. So, man, so much entertaining stuff this past weekend, and really these, these past few weeks with this format i don't think the the nhl is going to keep this format but i would love to see them somehow keep this track record of games where you just have games all day long they do that with with less teams because they're just playing pretty much every single day which can't happen but man uh this was absolutely entertaining so i give the nhl all the credit in the world so now that we have the NHL out of the way, let's move into the Avalanche specifically. And we're going to do that right after we talk about Rock Auto and rockauto.com. If you have anything wrong with your car or if you just like working on your car, and yeah, we're in August, which means fall and winter is right around the corner. And if you need some parts for your car for those colder months, the place to get them is Rock Auto. Dot com, thousands and thousands of items at your disposal, the absolute lowest prices, rockauto.com, and at checkout when they say, where did you hear from us? 
Type in Locked On. All right, so the Avalanche, they obviously lost their matchup with, with Vegas. Great hockey game. And I know we ended up on the, the bad side of it and the losing side of it, but you can take a lot of good out of this game. You know, the Avalanche never led. They they were down by one three times, came back all three times to tie it. And they they looked, you know, they, they played a good game and they played a good team. You know, these are not going to be games where you just blow over people. This is the playoffs. And if all of the stuff that I had just talked about in the first segment about everything that happened in this play-in round and even in the round-robin games is anything... It, and it speaks to anything, it's that anybody can be beat on any given day. And the Avalanche are going to be beaten a couple of times, hopefully, only, uh, throughout these playoffs. They're not going to run through these playoffs. They're not going to go unscathed and unbeaten. It doesn't happen. But when you have a loss, I'll take a loss like this any day than a blowout. And some people are the other way around. Some people will say, like, I'd rather the blowout because, you know, we don't have really have to work very hard. And, you know, this if it's a blowout, we can just say, OK, it's a blowout, lick our wounds and come back. When you battle and battle and battle and then lose, maybe the morale is broken down a little bit. Maybe not so much in the players aspect, but the fans aspect. It's just taxing to watch a game like that and come out on the losing end of it. It's not a good feeling. I get that. But. This was a round-robin game, sure. We know where we sit now. I really did not care who we played. Um, We knew it was going to be either Chicago or Arizona. I was fine playing against either one of those teams. I think we match up very well against both of those teams. I think we match up a little bit better against Chicago, believe it or not, than we do against Arizona. But I'm fairly confident in the ability to take over games against either one of those teams. And it's going to be Arizona. And Arizona's going to put up a fight. They're not going to lay down. Um, I think a lot of people don't expect much from them at all. I think a lot of people expected them to beat Nashville. And they did. And they did pretty convincingly. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a good matchup. I'm not going to give any predictions or anything like that right now. I don't even know. They haven't even come out with the schedule yet. So I know the playoffs are starting Tuesday. But I don't know when the Avalanche and uh, Coyotes game one will be. But getting back to the Vegas game, Avalanche had chances. And, they, you know, the power play, while I think they got one goal on a power play, I don't have the stats in front of me, but it doesn't really matter anymore. I think they did because I remember reading something where they had a power play goal in all, all three round-robin games. But the thing that killed them was at five-on-three. They had a five-on-three early, and they had a five-on-three for... A long time. I want to say like a minute and 40 seconds. They had a five on three and came close. Oh, so many times. And I think it was, it was either Rantanen or Kadrian. I think it was Rantanen who kind of had a one timer, which he loves to do on the power play um, off to the goalies left. And uh, it was, it was just an incredible save. So um, I think, I think they're like, they're, they're doing a lot of, things good the power play looks good the defense looks good um i think the mckinnon unsportsmanlike penalty was petty um and that's the the difficult thing about right now with the way that the uh cameras are they don't have like camera angles everywhere and i don't understand maybe they can't have enough 
people manning those cameras because when you get replays, they normally would have a replay on what exactly Nathan McKinnon did, and they didn't show it, what he did. And I don't really care what he did. I think that's a petty thing to call at any time, not even in a playoff game, playoff game even more so, or round robin, whatever you want to call it. But to call that on him, uh, I think was a little bit petty. And Vegas capitalized on it. That's how they got their first goal for an sportsman like on McKinnon, who um, is a Lady Bing finalist. So I think that referee should have known that going in because they would have given him benefit of the doubt. You just drop the puck and then play. As soon as, soon as the play start, starts back up again, you know, it's over. But I don't know. Referee might have been. And maybe he said something completely falling out of bounds, which is possible. But whatever. Um no, but you, you have to take into account them battling this game because you want this. You want them to get practice in these situations. You you don't want blowouts like they had against Dallas for all three round robin games. And they didn't get that. They got they got a loss in overtime. They got the blowout against Dallas, the dominating game against Dallas, and they got the last second heroics from Kadri against St. Louis. So when you look at the the round robin in total, they got a lot of different looks and a lot of different scenarios that they can build on going into the playoffs. And that's really what you want. You wanted to win them all, but you wanted to also get back in the flow of how NHL games are played. And I think the Avalanche got that in all three of these games. And even if you want to go to the Minnesota wild game where there were penalties up and down the game, like that game was just, you you think about it now, it really wasn't that long ago. That game was brutal to watch because it seemed like a third of the game was played at the penalty box. So when the game was in overtime um, and it was kind of coming down to, I think there was like less than a minute left in my head. I was telling myself, I don't I don't have a good feeling about this. Not that Vegas was going to score, but that the time would run out and we'd be going to penalty shots. Because Philip Grubauer, well, I think he played a very good game. Penalty shots are not his forte. And, you know, Vegas got a goal with what was it, fifteen seconds left. If that game had gone into overtime, or excuse me, if that game had gone into penalty shots, anything is possible. But uh, Grubauer does not do well on penalty shots. And there was one in the game which he failed to save. So, again, can you get lightning in a bottle? Sure. Uh, But if it had gone to penalty shots, I wasn't going to hold out hope that the Avalanche were going to win that. The good thing about now is you don't have to worry about that because games are going to, if games going to overtime now, it's playoff overtimes and full periods until we get a winner. So that's really not uh, an issue any longer. But it was for that game. Uh, and, you know, we're, we're going to get into the goalie situation and the line situation here in a minute. But I thought Grubauer played well. Um, I, I did. I know you look at four goals and that's really not what you want to see. But um, none of the goals were really where you're like, what are you doing? So I thought he played well, and I think he's played well pretty much since we've come back to practice and and, uh, 
exhibition game and these round robin games. So I think you know where that's going to lead. And uh, we're going to talk about that in a minute. All right. So, and like I said, I think the Avalanche actually losing that game is okay because now, you know, you, you can build off of losses. And I'm not saying if they had won all three, they'd, you know, have their head in the clouds and walk around with this arrogance. Uh, but losing brings you back down to earth a little bit. And maybe, just maybe, it's something that the Avalanche needed, knowing that they're they're not invincible. I'm not saying that they ever thought that, but that they're not invincible. And, you know, teams are going to be gunning for them. Team, it, you know, we're, people know around the NHL that the Avalanche are a well-rounded team. That doesn't mean anybody's going to sit down for them. That means they're going to get be- their best effort from whoever they're playing. And you better believe Arizona's going to do that. Um, so what do we have now? We have Arizona against Colorado. We have Taylor Hall with the Colorado Avalanche, just in a different sweater. Uh, so I think, you know, this is not what we expected to see Taylor Hall in the in the playoffs. Uh, but... He had a good he had a good series too. So uh, I think when it boils down to how this game is going to be played, obviously the Avalanche are a speed team, and the Coyotes are a defensive team. So something's got to give. And as far as the lines go, Bednar switched up the lines in the Dallas game where he brought Nemetsnikov up to the first line to play with Rantanen and McKinnon, and it worked wonders against the Dallas game, and he kept that line for the Vegas game and still seemed to work pretty well. And In both of those games, he brought Burakovsky down to the third line to play with Donskoy and Comfer, I believe, and it seemed to work. Comfer played exceptionally well, and he's the one that tipped in that the goal to tie it against Vegas with a minute left. Um... I think he's done very well. So I think those lines stay the same. I think your line, what you saw against Vegas is what you're going to get, at least for game one um, against Arizona. I think you're going to have Nemetsikov on the top line. I think you're going to have Burakovsky on the third line. And I think you're going to have Nieto in there. I don't think you're going to see Tyson Jost much uh, or at all. I, I, I don't know how the roster works. I think you have to have a set roster, and I think that's, that's it for the, I think for the, for the round Robin, you could interchange guys, which they did. But, uh, I think Nieto, because he's got speed on the edge and, um, they really like him when they are a man down on a, a power play when they're shorthanded, he's a very good defender when they're in the shorthanded situation. So I think it's going to be Nieto there. And then for goal, it's, I think it's Grubauer, and and I and that's not to say that Francois uh, Francois Francois is not going to to play. He's definitely going to play. He's just not starting game one. I don't think Grubauer did anything so egregious that he doesn't deserve to be the number one guy. And I think they're still going on kind of seniority and what he did last year. So I don't think you take that away from him. You give him the shot first, and like I said, he's he's done well. If he had, if he's done so poorly over these last couple weeks, forget the ex- ex- exhibition game against Minnesota. Uh, but if he had done poorly against St. Louis and Vegas, 
you might see a change and Bednar has not announced who it will be. But I think we all know it's it was Grubauer's job to lose. And did he really do anything to lose it? I think the answer to that is no. So I think that's your lineup. Nemetsikov in line one. Burkowski in line three. Nieto is in line four. Grubauer is in goal. And let's get to it. So when we have a schedule, which we should know tomorrow, they're doing this draft tomorrow. Or not, not the actual draft, obviously. The... Uh, announcing who has the number one pick tomorrow. I'm sure we'll also get the schedule because if these games are starting Tuesday, almost positive they're starting Tuesday, uh, we're going to have to know the the full-fledged schedule. So that's what we will cover tomorrow. Craziness. Craziness is all around, and the NHL playoffs are here, and nothing is better than that. And uh, if you don't believe me, just go back and watch anything that happened this weekend because pretty much everything was incredible. So... Tomorrow, hopefully we have a schedule. We'll cover that. And anything else new that comes out, definitely who this number one pick is going to be. If I had to put my own money down, and I think it's conspiracy theory, Pittsburgh Penguins. Sidney Crosby getting a little long in the tooth. I think Lafreniere can slide right in there and take the mantle from him eventually. And Pittsburgh is still a viable team. If it... if Montreal had lost, I would think it would have gone to Montreal. Because I think the NHL wants Montreal to be... Well, I know the NHL wants Montreal to be relevant. And it's almost one of those things where it's like, the NHL is better when the Canadians are involved. And this is all conspiracy theory. This is all conjecture. This is no, all Nothing is, you know, written in stone at all. But it's going to be the Pittsburgh Penguins. That's going to be it for today, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you enjoyed that last weekend and those last couple weeks of hockey because it was awesome and the playoffs haven't even technically started yet which is the crazy thing so we're gonna dive into all that this week back five days a week this week and from here on out till these stanley cup playoffs are over hopefully with a colorado avalanche championship so that's gonna be it we'll see you guys tomorrow here's jovi go abs go